ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في قرانه المجيد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل انما انما حرم ربي الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن والاثم والبغي بغير الحق وان تشركوا بالله ما لم ينزل به سلطانا وان تقولوا على الله ما لا تعلمون ثم ما بعد يا ايها الاخوه الكرام والاخوات الكريمات الحمد لله نشكر الله بثانك الله سبحانه وتعالى that he has granted us the tawfiq yet again together in his house the masjid if i were to pose a question my dear brothers and sisters and it's not a trick question if i were to ask you what is the biggest sin that a person can commit ishraq those in the know muslims who have a modicum of uh, understanding of the deen they would say to do shirk with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their ibadah and that which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the most haram the biggest sin is also the most detestable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that not the case and so it should be for us but is it really if i were to ask the ordinary member of the public one of the muslims what do you hate the most what do you have an aversion to the most are they likely to say al-ishraq billah or are they more likely to say something like eating pork yes exactly but the majority of people the way they behave the way they teach their kids the way they uh, interact the way they are with their ibadah sometimes their detest or the way they their aversion to pork is much more than something like shirk because they never learn about it they know it exists they never learn about it so that they can be careful about it whereas when it comes to something like pork they have a natural aversion to it am i right it got me thinking especially after what has happened with the coronavirus and the pandemic our way of thinking about things when it comes to the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the pandemic i think you will agree many of us have become experts in the medical sciences how many of us have opinions as to how the pandemic has gone 
how it should have been treated, how it should continue to be uh, treated, and all of these things. What should have been done, what shouldn't be done, what vaccination to take, what vaccination not to take, all of these things we have opinions about. And it's not just when it comes to the medical sciences. I think you'll find in our communities, people opine or uh, say their opinions quite vociferously, vocally. They will express opinions about things which they have no expertise. Am I right? For example, in the field of law, just because you've dealt with one case dealing with yourself doesn't make you an expert, solicitor, or a barrister. Am I right? Likewise, just because you had a gastric ulcer, now you shouldn't start offering medication to other brothers and sisters saying, oh, I had the same. Here, have some of this. Just like if you watched a YouTube video and managed to fix the windscreen wiper on your car or the light bulb on your car, and now all of a sudden you become a mechanic, what would people say to you? People think you're crazy. You have no expertise in this. Why are you expressing an opinion? And I'll be quite frank with you. None of these, as dangerous as it can be, for example, if you were to kick, fix someone's car, even though you're not a qualified mechanic, and he were to have an accident, the worst thing that could happen is what? That brother or sister could die. That's the worst thing that could happen. You could express an opinion and tell them, advise them about some legal matter. And what's the worst thing that could happen? They could be arrested, put in prison, something like that. You could express an opinion when it comes to medication and give them some medicine. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? They could die. But there's something more serious than that. There is a matter in which we constantly speak about which many of us don't have certain knowledge, have never studied, and yet we express opinions. And we tell people this is what should be. This is the case. This is what's sahih. This is what's halal. This is what's haram. Of course, I'm talking about the deen of al-Islam, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the ayah that just uh, recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells his prophet to say, that say, all the, the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my Lord, has made haram, is al-fawahish. Those detestable actions. That which is manifest and that which is hidden. Well, if, and all the sins, and that you should transgress without any right. And that you should do ishraq billah. What is another thing, another category? That you should do shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that which he has given you, no authority. If you look at the tafsir of this ayah, the ulama, the mufassirin, they say that the messenger of Allah sallallahu is told to say this in this order. Starting with that which is less to that which is the most grievous, the most calamitous, the most dangerous. They have the sins, the small ones and the big ones, and then shirk, billah. And then from a category amongst that, from shirk, is to speak about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and anything associated with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, including his deen, about which you do not have certain knowledge. About which you don't have certain knowledge. Why is that worse? Why is that worse? 
the ulama say, when you do shirk in ibadah, when someone commits shirk and they worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they are placing something, could be a stone, could be a tree, could be a star, could be a prophet, could be a dead person, whoever, and they put that person where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be, in the place of worship, in the place of devotion. But when someone speaks on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about his deen, when he has no knowledge, when he says this is correct, this is jaiz, this is halal, this is haram, do this, don't do that, then he has done what? He has given fatwa. And he has done tashbir. He has put himself in the position where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him no right. But rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has raised from amongst our ummah who have followed in the footsteps of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in by learning years of dedication through hib, through itqan, perfecting their knowledge and after years and years and years and years only they are the ones who are able to truly transmit the knowledge that the Anbiya gave to us. And here we are, we read translation of the Quran, or we read translation of Bukhari, and we give fatwa. And we tell our brother, you can't do it like this. And it is a real sickness, because ignorance is rife in our community. Ignorance is rife in our community. And it's to such a state that at the very lowest, it is ridiculous. It is comical. And to the utmost, the worst case is that it is very dangerous. I'll give you examples. We have seen people, brothers doing wudu outside when we were, when we, our wudu area was closed. And if you saw them, you'd think they'd never, they just learned how to do wudu yesterday. We were in a majlis where the sheikh asked grown people like yourselves with children, what are the fara'id of ghusl? And no one could answer. How calamitous is this? We have seen in masajid where people have got into fights because a brother walked in front of him whilst the jama'ah was taking place and he doesn't know that the sutra of the imam is the sutra for the ma'mumin. And they get into fights. Not only that, it gets worse when people start speaking where only ulama should dare to tread. As Umar ibn Abdul Aziz radiallahu anhu rahmatullah alayhi he says, uh, the person who says, La adri, I don't know, then he has saved himself. What harm is there in saying you don't know? What harm is there is in doing tawakkuf and saying, go ask someone else. Even if you think you know, but you just want to be cautious. But we do the opposite. We express opinions and we share things on WhatsApp and other social media. And he says this, Rawah al-Bukhari. When Bukhari, forget Bukhari, it's not even mentioned in any of the books. And this is what happens. And it's so dangerous because it, not only do we not know that we don't know, not only do we not know, but we don't know that we don't know. And this is what's called al-jahl al-murakkab. It's compounded ignorance. We don't, not only do we not know, 
we don't know that we don't know, and yet we still speak. Allahu Musta'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who understand and act upon that which we have heard. And we protect our uh, tongues from these mistakes.